Okay, Hazy and T. Big Mike. Big Mike. Rich Rude, all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, guest hosting for the first time. And we're going live. We got Richie Rich, West Coast legend. Let's go. Hit the subscribe button. Check this out, man. My name is Richie Rich, man. I'm from the Bay Area, man, specifically from deep East Oakland. You know what I'm talking about? And I don't fuck with lateness. I only touch greatness. So when you tune into the podcast and you see what these cats is talking about, you should know. And if you don't, you need to learn about it. Once again, you got the kid Richie Rich from deep East Oakland, man. And we are live at Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. I only touch greatness podcast. If I show you gon' respect game, be your own nigga, meaning buy your own dope. Cause that front shit is punk shit. Something I never funked with. Be true to this game, and this game will be true to you. That's real shit. Disrespect, see what this is do to you. That jacking and robbing, despising your homie. Ain't healthy. Niggas being in a bed for to get wealthy. But not me though. I'm sowing something major. So what I reap is false. That's why my public status is flawed. Went from a young nigga living residential to a young nigga working presidential. We gon' run the shit a little something like this. When you're fucking with the Gov Tupac and Richie Rich, Rich. we'll throw some more for the TV show to let the motherfucking hoes and the homeboys in the hood know. Ain't a damn thing changed but the rubber on the Vogue, yo. It's time for you to throw yours, but wait, I'ma kick a little mo to let a nigga know the richer never flow slow. And I'ma tell you like this, we keep it way too hype, but right now, I'm finna pass the mic. Pass the mic on the one, young nigga. Pass the mic on the two. Standing up to the shoot the shot to young sight. What you wanna do is throw your flow to let them know when it's coming. R F E double E though. One the camera, riches come to slam you. Kicking out your hat, get George now stacked with the bulldog. Who we? What you wanna do? What's up? Just to give a fuck about a tramp and a hoochie. I hang with niggas from the block like Tupac. What you wanna do is try to keep your block. Cause uh, if a nigga he tries to play ya, throwing your cheek like you can play a buck. What you wanna do is get away from it, run up and this is I Only Touch Greatness Podcast with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. We are going live. Hey, you know what's hella crazy, dude? I forgot I was supposed to even be doing this shit, bro. I fucked around and jumped on, on my bike and was riding and just got to my partner house and I pulled my phone out. To call my chick and let her know I made it over here, and then I looked. I said, "Oh shit! Look, look what I'm on, though. Can I flip? <laughs> how can I flip the screen? Um, uh, um, usually on the front of the camera. Look what I'm riding, though. Ooh. Oh, 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 that's jerky. Jerky. Oh yeah. RP. <laughs> RP. Yeah. I got what? I, I got a legend on me too. I had to put one of the bay ledges on me, and I had to rock it for. One top oh, that's bike. sweet. Holy, that's awesome. That's a fucking sweet bike. <laughs> I put my twos up right now. I had to. You feel me? Hey, Richie Rich. Hey. What's up, bro? Hey, we got my buddy uh, Rick Rude all the way from Kansas City. He's co-hosting with us tonight. What's Super up with you, good brother? Super Have fan, a- man. Been What's rocking up with since, since the season veteran. Oh, that's what time it is. Did you go get that grow room? 
Yes, sir. And that was one of my questions, man. Yo, you got a good one. You got a good one with Burner, Snoop, the the higher. Oh, my gosh, man. Yo, it's nuts. You know what's, cra you know what's crazy? I hadn't even been making no music, bro. And people keep asking me, like, man, why you quit making music? Why you quit making music? Double, you're not going to drop nothing? You're just going to make us listen to all this bullshit? So I was like, all right, man. So I went to the studio with I went in the studio with the mechanics, and we came mm -hmm. up with we came up with the grow room. You feel me? Yeah, I was hearing that too, man. Because whenever I was hearing it, and I was hearing the one with uh, with um, Snoop first, and whenever I was hearing the one with you and Snoop, that was nuts. Like, and I love that one. I love that one. I love the whole one, top to bottom, man. For real. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, we still can now. Did you hear did, did you hear I, Rich? Yeah, I can't see you though. It says something about I'm in self-driving safe driving mode. What the hell is that? Fuck do I know? I don't have an iPhone now. Oh. It says your video stopped. Hold on. Let me see. Zoom video. Let me see if I can get back in. You're still in. You're still in. You just there might be a switch somewhere that says your video is off. Now your audio is off. Tap to speak. There we go. But can you see me though? No, no, no. We don't see. We see like a person icon. Okay. I wonder what happened. Um, I'm gonna leave and come back in. Is that cool? Yeah. 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 Go for it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Hey, that bike is sick. Holy fuck! Yeah, that bike was nice, yeah, man. Out. That was sick. Really nice. I know Tupac would have loved that one. Tupac would have loved that one. There you are. Hey, we got it now. You can see me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Love it. Loving the Warriors. Right. Oh, that shit ain't here. It's cool right here. It's standing up right there. Yeah, well, while we, ha while we had you there, we lost you for a second or two, but the, the yeah, we were saying that bike is amazing. I've never <laughs> seen a bike like that in my life. That's the nicest bike I've ever seen. Yeah. Thanks. I had to do it for the nicest MC you ever heard. You feel me? Oh, yeah. I, one of the greatest. Tupac niggas know it. Yep. That was my partner, man. I, I, I don't know if y'all checked out any of the Vlad interviews that he's been popping up, but I've been a lot of feedback from the Vlad interviews. A lot of people like, damn, you seem like you was like Pac's real homeboy. I was like, uh, duh. Yeah. No, I hey, I definitely oh, yeah. checked out. We both, we, me and uh, Rich Rude out there in uh, yeah. Kansas City, checked out both of those interviews just recently. Yeah. Some of my questions stem from that interview, so it's all good. Yeah. We all good. So yeah. uh, you grew up in Oakland back in the '70s and '80s. How? What was that like growing up? Oh man, Oakland was a beautiful thing, man. Um. I grew up in Oakland in the early 80s. Uh, I tell people all the time that I'm a hip square. You know what I mean? I just got off into the streets real heavy. and um, But I'm from the great neighborhood. I'm from up the hill from where everything happened. But I used to go down the hill and get into the stuff. You know? Is it? Can I cuss on here or is this? Oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah. You, you can, you can cuss. cuss. I, I see beeping shit out. I was like, damn. They, I, oh. I guess. They say maybe he's trying to get a something going with a, a big uh a big company or something. I don't know. But anyway, 
yeah, I grew up on the hill, uh, hundred and six in Malcolm. So I'm from the hundred, same, same area as Keith the Sneak, but he from down on the flats. Like That's I said, it. down in the flat, flatlands and hang and fool with all my homies who was from the flats. And that's kind of where my street edge came from. Um, man, I went to King of States Junior High. And that's kind of where I started seeing all the Oakland flavor was in the flatlands. The OGs riding the Falcons and the Cougars and Mustangs. That was all shit that happened down in the flatland of East Oakland, you know? Okay, um, did, yeah, this one. Did you work any real jobs? Vlad asked you the same question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might have told Vlad I worked at McDonald's. I don't know if he put that in the interview. I had hella real jobs. Uh, my first job ever in life was at McDonald's. I was 16. Uh, I worked at Level or Blinds before. I worked at Skaggs Alpha Beta. Uh, I was a bad boy at Skaggs Alpha Beta. I love that job, but what I, I got fired because I was out there fucking around in the parking lot picking up carts. And they used to tell us only get six to seven carts at a time. And I had a cart line. That motherfucker had to be 30 carts, maybe 20 fucking carts. <laughs> and I'm pushing them, trying to turn, and I'm, I'm whipping them, and they straight. So I'm pushing toward the store, and half of the train just separated. And them motherfuckers went and hit a Mercedes. Bow! I was like, oh, shit. So I just let the carts go, went back in the store, kept bagging up groceries. Somebody saw me, man, and they came in there and told on me, so they let me go. But uh, yeah, I didn't have hella jobs, man. I worked at UPS for a quick second. Um, jobs is what turned me into the hustler I am, because I was like, shit, this is how it's gonna be. If I ever get a shot at making some money another way, I'm gonna do it. You feel me? Yeah, it was, it was go mode. Definitely, you were you were definitely heavy in the streets back in the day. I I I learned most of this stuff from that vineyard interview. Like, right. Yeah. yeah, we we learned a lot on that on the on the interview, man. Especially about Pac and Chug, and right. basically about the um the time over there with um when at the shooting too. Like I know it was like a lot of people was like, like you said, like. Nobody wouldn't have believed it. Hell, even Biggie Dean would believe it. Like, Pac shot again. You know what I'm saying? So, tell me a little bit. And, and another one with Pac, too. You had, like, was in the, the iconic interview that him with the leather, <laughs> with the leather jacket. And, you know, him just going splurs. Like, how was that, you know, just that feeling with Pac doing them interviews? Like, I know that had to have been like a Wonderful experience. We did that interview with uh, some of my homeboys from Blackwatch TV. I get a lot of people who talk about that interview. So I'm older than Pac. So Pac was, I was his OG. But in that interview, dude, I was so high, my nigga. We had been smoking <laughs> all morning. We, we had got up and started smoking kind of early. And uh, I was blowing before yeah. I did an interview. So when I got there, Pac was like, where the weed at? So I gave him some weed and he was rolling up. So that's why he had high energy and was talking all the shit. And I kind of yep. just up there like this. I was, I was stuck. Out, out, stuck. I think a lot of people like stuck. stuck. Was he like, like a smoker? Like, 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 was he like a smoke champ? Because I seen like, even Snoop looked like he was dazed one time. And, now, Pac just had a, uh, he had a, a fire energy inside of him. Like, even... It been times when I done smoked Pac out with good weed. 
but he's I still, believe that. But he still be amped up and charged up. You know what I mean? Like me. Right, right. I'm laid back. If you listen to my music, my style is laid back. My whole, my yeah, whole, always. like laid back. Pop is more hyphy. You know what I mean? So in that interview, it would appear that I was damn near asleep. And he was <laughs> talking hella shit, which he was. And we had ordered some pizza. And he was hogging the pizza and shit. And like, like, so the pizza, he was Basically, he was so into the interview, he wasn't listening to none of the shit that I was saying. He was in the zone. Yeah, so I kind of just turned into the ad lib, you know. Right. I just ad lib and shit, you know, because there's a point where he was like, something about role models. I was like, shit, I'm a role model, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it, bro. I was lit. I remember that interview very candidly, and uh, I remember being very high, you know. That's uh, definitely... Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to save that question for later, but because I was going to say, I had the question, how high were you in that thing where you looked over and said, and said that. Well, see, we was, I was drinking Hennessy in the, in the early day that day. And that's really what had me slumped over like that. I was off that Hennessy and I think we were smoking, I think we were smoking endo back then. That's before they had all these different kinds of weeds, but all the weed I ever used to pack used to be stupid fire. And, I was tilted, bro. I, I, they got some scenes, deleted scenes of that interview, dude. When I nodded off, man, I was over there snoring. Pocket still talking, <laughs> talking head low. <laughs> right. And and then the other thing with the um, this with Pac, man. Like I seen like a lot of things like you did. Like you was basically on like a, like you know, on my favorite albums, All Eyes on Me twice, and on your album, which, you know, niggas done changed and with all, me against the world. So how does it feel like having, being on there, like with Pac? Like, I don't even think, not too many people who was on Pac's album like that. Well, the thing is, like I tell people all the time, like me and Pac was homeboys. I met him when he came to Oakland and I kind of like introduced him to a lot of shit, showed him the game. So you could imagine it's just like, if you and one of your homeboys, say you was a rapper, or one of your homeboys was a rapper, y'all yeah. naturally probably going to get together more than... See, Pac having me on his record, it wasn't like a feature. Like, he might yeah. go do a song with Snoop, or he might go do a song with somebody, and it was like a feature. Whereas with me, it was more like I was there. He like, shit, you got a verse? I was like, hell yeah. He said, shit, come put something. <laughs> right. So... Like for the all eyes on me, I think I was on three records. I think I was on uh, I was on that. I'd rather yeah, be on three. Yeah, and not hard to yeah. find. Yeah, hard not to hard to find. Yeah, and, but it's um, one more record on there that I'm on. I can't think and, of it. Right. Song number one. It, 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 song number one on this. Um, ambitions as a writer? No. No, I wish no, I was. No. You, you know, you, you can't see me. Was, man. Oh man, that oh. was the highlight. Now he took that to the face. He didn't let he. I don't think he wanted nobody on that. <laughs> you feel um, Where'd you get the name Richie Rich from? Uh, a chick I used to work with at McDonald's gave me that name. Because like I told you, I come from a good neighborhood. I come from up the hill. So when I had the job, she was like, you don't even need to be working here. I, we know who you are. We know where you're from. You, you're Richie Rich. So she started calling me that shit, and that shit just kind of stuck, you know? Just go mode. Yes, indeed. 
How long did you rap before you formed the group 415? Uh, I had mm. been popping. I have been popping for a while. We did a uh, 415 in 89. I have been rapping probably two years before that, but I had never recorded shit. You know what I mean? I'm on one of them. Oh, give me some heat. You feel me? Yeah, I had been rapping probably two years before that, but had never put no music out. Um, I think Don't Do It is the first song I ever put out. That was on a Richie Rich album, but it was the same year under the same squad, like, I had hooked up with this cat named Jed, who was my executive producer at the time. And then 415 was like my sophomore uh, release, you know what I mean? Was that Don't Do It uh, your first solo? Don't Do It was my first solo, yeah. Mm. How did the that song, come? The song was, a, well, basically, I was just talking about all, a lot of the shit that I saw in my neighborhood. Cats dealing dope and catching cases. And, and I was just trying to tell, like, the kids, like, you know, you don't have to follow, you know, th this method of, of hustle. You know, it's other ways to hustle. And so what I was trying to do was trying to explain to people that, you know, sh trying to show kids, like, the other side of it. Because I was really fucking with it at the time. And it was a lot of shit going on. And I know a lot of people look at all the glamorous shit, but they don't look at, you know, the, the, the bad shit that could happen. Bad shit, yeah. Wow record and I thought the record would be a positive look and then I fuck around and caught a case so people was like damn he telling us don't do it but he did it you know yeah and they went behind your back and did the they did the album anyways while while you were right. incarcerated right yes indeed yes indeed so I, what I think happened with that because like I said I've had shit out with them since then they they thought that I was going to be locked up for quite some time, I think. So I think their their mindset was, okay, well, we got to look out for ourselves, which I don't have a problem with. But I just wish they would have told me, like, hey, we're going to do a record. Because to be honest with you, I, I kind of got into it with Vlad, but I didn't go all the way into it, is the person who got them signed at Priority was because of me. It was a friend of mine. Her name was Daria. And Daria is the one who got them signed, and she did it for me. She didn't do it for them. She did it for me. So the fact that they would slide behind my back and do that, I just kind of felt betrayed. You feel me? Hey, cheers. Cheers on that. Cheers hey. on that. We working. We rock. There you go. Wait, hey, you gotta... Yeah, yeah. I usually have some motherfucking Cavassier with me, but I got water today. Hey, you well, know what's hell? You say Cavassier. I remember we used so. I'm gonna spin off and just spin off the subject for a second. So when I first started drinking, we gin. Gin was the shit we used to drink. Then we went. Mm -hmm. Then we went from Hennessy, and then we, we got Hennessy. Got on Hennessy, and we got on that Cavassier. Yeah, yes, and sir. That, we got off the Cavassier, and we got on the Remy. Mm -hmm. we, started, we went from Remy to drinking XO, and then that's when I let the Browns go, and I jumped over into Tequilaville, and I ain't looked back since. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And speaking speaking of stuff like that, man, yo, um, what is your favorite liquor? Uh, you know what? I like tequila. Uh, if I'm drinking tequila, I like Patron. Oh, I, I used to drink Patron. I don't fuck with Patron no more. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. I can't, yeah, I, can't, I, I can't drink no more. If I tequila now, like I drink Don Julio is one of my favorite. Um, yeah. and then uh. 
I drink Casadoras every now and then. Like, I'll play with all the different tequilas, but I, I kind of stay away from that Patron. You know, Patron used to cost the most, so we thought it was the best. But then <laughs> yeah. after, so I found out, it's real, like, real tequila drinkers will tell you that Patron is garbage, you know? <laughs> you that Patron, that shit is trash. Like, and I'm like, what? It's Patron, you know? It's harsh. Motherfucker, we harsh, man. Yeah, but they'll let you know Patron is trash, you dig? Oh, yeah. The fucking reason we bring it up is because his last name is actually Patron. <laughs> I hook up bricks. Got some bricks over there. Yeah. If your, last, if your last name Patron, you must got to hook up on the kilos. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I wish. Hey, isn't that how you got the time? <laughs> yeah, buddy, I'm done with that. Yeah, All of I'm course. Done. The only shit I'm fucking with now is, is the legal cannabis. I got my own strain of cannabis called Purple Cake Batter, and it's doing pretty good on the West Coast. Okay, yeah, we're okay. definitely in, we're definitely enthusiasts on that kind of yeah. stuff. So, Smudge, you feel free to talk, feel free to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. What was that four one five? Well, just one more question about them. Uh, what was it like when that album came out? And at the same time, there was Too Short, MC Hammer. Mm -hmm. E40, Mac Dre, all these guys from the Bay. And, like, how, was it hard to do it? No, because I was supporting. See, back then it used to be like a competition. And that's what, what made me love rap is because everybody was dropping shit. And it was kind of like, you know, it's, 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 you get to compete against your homeboys. You know what I mean? Because I was friends with all those guys. Me and Too Short had a really close relationship. Mac Dre, uh, I met him. And me and Dre was super cool. Uh-oh. Whatever. There you go. Yeah, we're back. Okay, we were worried. She said low battery. Oh, so, so look, I had met, I met uh, Mac Dre, and me and Mac Dre got real cool. We, we, I met Mac Dre doing shows. We used to do a lot of shows together. But like I said, Short was my guy. Like, me and Short had been friends for a while, but we had never done anything. So back then, it was like super competitive because everybody had to do their own album. And we, we weren't doing features back then. You know what I mean? You right. like, it was, hey, it was all tough. Yeah, there was all competition, right? Yeah, yeah, because a Mac Dre album would be an all Mac Dre. Sure, it would be all mm -hmm. so, That's how you used to could tell who was the shit and who was the tightest, because you did your own thing. Nowadays, every album is like a compilation. So to me, I feel like the, the competition aspect of it has died down some, you know? So you're, and that's you're, another thing I wanted to say too. That was another question. What do you think about these uh, albums now? They have too many collaborations. Do you think they're in the lack of it from I that? I don't. To be honest with you, I don't like to feature people. Period. If I had it my way, I would just feature me. But now the music has changed so much. The I can't say the music. The game has changed so much to where fans. They want to. They look to see who's on the record. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they, when they go online, they look. Okay, who's on the record? Oh, let's listen to this one. Right. Let's listen. All right. Because it used to be once you see the album cover, that's when you know where we're at. Yeah, exactly. But now it's like you got to feature people, man. It's it's just to me, it's shitty. I wish it would go. I think if it went back to every artist had to do his own shit with no features, the landscape would change drastically on who's right. the hot. You know what I mean? But now right. it's like the budget, who's got the label support, who can get Drake, who can get, uh, you know. Now young, it's Mozzie now inside of baby. Yeah, so it's it's not like 
guys are doing their own albums now. Everything is like a collab setup. Yeah, so you were supposed to be on one of my favorite songs, and you, I know you are on it. I heard your voice, Dusted and Disgusted, sick song. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was right at the. On that record, I was under some contract uh, obligations at the time, so all I got to do was say a few words. What's the definition of a lick? And then 40 say, taking the nigga shit. And then I say, put that on something. He say, I put that on On the click, the click. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to put no bars on there but I got to put a couple words on there. You know what I mean? That's pretty sweet. How did, like, I know, cause I've learned about you and I'm a huge Tupac fan, but how did you first meet Tupac for the people that don't know? I met Tupac uh, in Berkeley one day, chick that I know who used to, uh, who I used to fool with, called me one day. I was like, hey, I got somebody over here who want to buy some tree, slide through. So I slid through and it was pop, you know? So I met him and at the time I was famous and he was just getting out to the Bay Area. So I kind of took him under my wing as far as, you know, keeping him what we eat and showing him the do's and don'ts about Oakland, you know, places not to be. So I gave him some, you know, some detail on what happens in the city. And that's where I met him from, man. And we've been cool ever since. We had a busy bone on last week and he was telling us about uh, filming Thug Love. Uh, were you there with, were you there for that? I don't know if I was, but I fuck with Busy then, man. Shout out Busy Bone and the rest of the ball thugs. Boy, them boys, that them are some of the realest motherfuckers, bro. I, I was on a tour with Too Short, and I mean, I just hit a couple spot dates. And if you ever seen them dudes perform, man, them, see, I like a motherfucker who can sound just like the record on stage. And that's yeah. one thing. Right, me boys too. Fuck on stage, you know what I mean? Right, that's that's pure fact on that, man. Because um, like a lot of them like forget how to do it, and some of them just like the. <laughs> Kind of like mumble their words and let them let their mu- their own music go. You yeah, they sound like a Milli Vanilli. Yeah, they will rap over the lyrics, you know. But nah, shout out Bone Boy, them boys. They uh they pioneered a lot of shit for where they came from up out there, Cleveland. Where they come out of Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Cleveland. Yup. Them boys uh, yes indeed, my man's a life. So, and then oh, you were. Hold on one sec, fellas. My man brought a charger because my battery is going out and I'd hate to have to shorten the interview because of this fake ass iPhone battery. Hey, man. Shout, shout out to that guy for hooking you up. <laughs> oh, this is my buddy. Yeah, shout out. I just up some now so I can hang the phone. Yeah, my man, you see, he, he got all type of gimmicks. He brought this shit out, whatever this is. Pocket juice. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. They come in like handy. Hell yeah. Hey, so where are you guys at? Uh, we're in Vancouver, Canada. Now we're back pretty I can't get in there, man. I tried to get in there a few times. I I can't get in there. My record won't allow it. I guess if I holler at Gucci, maybe he can holler at Drake and like Gucci say, maybe Drake could pull some screens to get me up oh. in that No, not a chance. You see Snoop and Daz are having troubles getting through the borders and they cross the border every year. Yeah, well, they damn sure if they ain't letting Snoop in, they damn sure ain't gonna let my jive ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Snoop is a tough hey. piggy, you know what I'm saying? You know what's, that's it. what's crazy about Canada? I got homeboys in Detroit. So I got close. I came through the tunnel and all the shit, but they shut me down. But, bro, <laughs> I've been trying to get over there because my man say the bitches is crazy over there. 
My man was like double. They got the baddest bitches over there, bro. But what I like about Canada is just how y'all handle all y'all own shit. Healthcare is dope. Like y'all like y'all like a separate planet. Like the shit that happens with us, that shit don't happen over there. So let me ask you this. So who's in charge over there? So Donald Trump ain't your president, right? Y'all know. No, we got that? uh we got Justin Trudeau and he just Justin. legalized he just legalized marijuana a couple of years ago, so it's fully legal. We can free smoke wherever you want. Oh, that's dope. So what is he, the president? He uh, would prime be. minister, but the same thing. Yeah. So Eng- prime so it's prime minister. So y'all like on the same shit that England and them yeah. is on. Like, and we're yeah. a we're a br- British colony. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I'm gonna get around that motherfucker. If I had to fly over and just drop in, I'm gonna get around <laughs> hey. that motherfucker. Hey, you can swim from Seattle. <laughs> hey, it'd be hey. so motherfucking cold. I'd be so frozen by the time <laughs> I get over. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a, that's a two-hour drive, so that's a good day that's swim. Eighteen-hour swim. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, so, so obviously, one of the best songs of all time, as well, is "I Got Five on it, and you were on the sickest yeah. remix, I believe, of all time. Right. And got the sickest line. Yeah, you forced that today. You and E forty, but mainly yours. Hey, yeah, that's that song is a uh, that song was a blessing, man. Shout out to Looney's for putting me on that record, cause it was a lot of people, a lot of artists from the Bay Area trying to get on that record, man. They didn't have to come get me, but they did, and I'm glad. You was on like like another song yes, on, on that Looney's album. I was on I was on Pimps, Players, Hustlers, Ballers, Ballers, yeah. The loonies heavy, man. They, uh, shout out Yuck Mouth, shout out my nigga uh, Numbskull, man. And uh, the new member, Cuzzo Fly. Shit, you know, they, them guys put me in position, man, to get that Def Jam deal with that remix, man. Hey, my next question was, how did you get the Def Jam deal? Well, the Def Jam deal, I got buzzing off of the Five on It remix. I got buzzing off of the All Eyes on Me, the uh, Heavy in the Game song. And that's kind of what got the, my name ringing. And then uh, a gr- lady named Tina Davis, shout out Tina. She worked for Empire right now. A uh, real solid person, man, real solid person. She told me she was going to do it. She did it. She took some music over there, let them listen to it. And shit, got me to meeting. And shit, got me signed, you know. Okay, yeah, that's lovely. Hey, and and there was another thing about that five on the beat. How did you feel once you like? Cause I seen Jordan Peele put it for like his like commercial, and um, for the Us movie. Like, how did that feel? Like seeing that? Like, oh shit, they've been like kind of bringing it back to life. Well, what's crazy is the way Jordan and them slowed it down. They make it sound so spooky and hard. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that that beat is a Timex Social Club beat. That's Rumors. It was a song mm-hmm. called Rumors. Rumors. And that's where yep. that... That's Rumors, yeah. Sick of all these rumors. rumors. That's where the song Run came from. Every day, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, Tom Capone put his fingers on that motherfucker, man, and, and remixed it for the loonies, and it was just a dope-ass track. But, yeah, mm. Jordan Peele, to hear that, like, I talked to Yuckmouth about that, and that didn't do nothing but breathe life in them, put some more money in their pocket like they deserve. I mean, because that was a right. hell of a record. But, right. um, yeah, when I heard that, I liked the way Jordan then flipped it because it just sound real spooky, you know what I mean? Spooky, right, right. It made it made it bring back to life. 
But you know, exactly. what I'm saying it's still a it's still a club record, timeless record today. Like right. everybody's still bumping it, especially where I'm from. Like they was bumping it whenever God bless my mom. My mom passed, oh, but right. in my mom's house, legendary house, like they used to kick it off that motherfucker. Yeah, that that man, that song, that was a big record, man. That was a huge record. And shout out to your mom, buddy. We know she died last week, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, she, didn't, she didn't pass last week. Oh, I'm oh. passing in 2013. Oh, I don't know. I, sorry, buddy. My yeah. other, my other, my my co is from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Mom, mom, mom passed last week. So. Weeks ago. Oh, yeah. you talking about him? Okay, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, man. My condolences, man. I know what that feel like. So you, know, yeah. you only get one mother, you know. Yeah, yeah, sir. When did Tupac come get you for the All Eyes on Me album? Well, he called me. He was in L.A. I was up here in Oakland. He called me. He was like, hey, I'm doing this album. You know, I just got out, and I want you on it. I was like, all right. I said, I'm going to come down. He was like, well, I want some of your niggas on it. I was like, well, who you want me to get? He was just, he said, just get all your niggas. So I made some phone calls. I, I hit 40 up. Uh, I think he hit D-Shot. I hit B-Legit. Uh, hit Drew down. And shit, the rest is history. Spice One popped in. Uh, the funny thing is, Fote got on the record, too. And I don't know if I made the call to Fote. I think Fote might have made the connection himself. But, yeah, we all got down there. We popped in the studio, smoked, drank. And, man, Pac had so many fucking songs, dude, that he was playing for us. Like, you want to get on this one? You want to get on this one? So it was real cool because back then, that's when if you heard somebody on a record, you knew they all made the record at the same time. Now we just be working the email and shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I love what I was about to say too because um, it was like an pretty lot, lot of um, a lot of features back then, and and that way everything is going. Like I was gonna pick one, like one of the favorites of Burner's Maney with Currency, like like, and you got Burner on on the Green Room too. You know what I'm right. saying? Like. Like, how was that, you know what I'm saying, working with Burner, you know what I'm saying? Well, Burner is, is, is one of my old school partners from the city, and Burner been at it for a long time, man. He deserves everything he got, man. That boy built himself an empire with the cookie shit and all that. But Burner been putting in work a long time, bro. And Burner, uh, he hit me on Instagram, and he DM'd me, or he might have texted me, and he was like, Rich, uh, I'd love to get you on this currency record. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, because, you know, Currency, is that's that guy right there. Yeah, you he's the guy, yeah, yeah. Currency guy, plus Currency, like, for me, I felt it was a good look because Currency's fan base is more of a hip-hop-based fan yeah, base. Where my, where my shit is more like a gangster rap fan base. But anybody who listened to 415, you know, 415 was cla classified as gangster hip-hop. So right. when Burner offered me that that shot at the record, I said, man, send me the music. So he sent me the music, and uh, I went in my home studio. I put a verse together, and I remember calling him. Because I always do this. When people want me to feature on something, I make I write the verse, and I'll call him on the phone. I'll be like, I'm going to spit it. Tell me what you think. So I spit it for him, and he was like, man, that shit fire. Lay it. So I laid it, and shit, next thing you know, we was on and cracking. You feel me? Right, that was heater too because I, I remember you was on another one too with um Burner because I seen a lot of with with Burner, but the one that got my eye was Manny and the one with um Die Young. 
with um the Jack of RP. That won't be able to hear. <laughs> my man got me some audio out. And my man looking out for me, man. He brought me some audio around this motherfucker. Okay, let me turn this down. Hey, not so not everybody, not everybody's doing a interview from the Tupac bike. Yeah, hey, you know what? Y'all y'all right. got a, hey, y'all got an exclusive, bro. Like, like so yeah, this this interview, your fans will see it's it's a video view interview. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, uh, yeah. Let's give them a dose, man, so they can see. Got to, especially for the Tupac heads. So basically, man, for the fans, for all you pretty motherfucking bitches out there, no, I can't get over there. Y'all might as well come out here and see me. So look, mm -hmm. we're going to start here. These are the gauges. Oh, and I don't mm. know if you can read, but they say Machiavelli, Machiavelli, man. Machiavelli, yes, sir. And they got the cross okay. in the gauges. This yeah, bike will show you how much I love that boy, man. Like, I got a picture of him right here. That's Ooh. on the gas tank. It's just a picture of him smoking. You feel me? Here, yeah, I, here I put a tombstone together, and that has him and his mom's name on it. So it says Tupac Amaru Shakur, June 16, 1971 to September 13, 1996. Afini Shakur, January 10, 1947 to May 2nd, 2006, beloved mother and son. Then you pull back and you can get a, a, a full look at the monster. This bike is called Machiavelli. I built mm -hmm. it for my guy. Uh, a lot of my paintwork is ghosted in, so you probably... You probably can't see that it says Machiavelli up there, but then I got another picture of him here on the front fender. Oh, uh, this is a motherfucking 2008 Harley Davidson Road Glide. It's sporting a 30-inch front wheel. Um, back here, we got another mural of him with the uh, joint. Yeah, that's oh, my shit. favorite. That's my favorite picture of Paul. Favorite, right? <laughs> my favorite <laughs> is the one with him like this. I always love that one. Then here we spin around. We got the straight jacket shot. Hang on your phone. Oh, um, it just said, yeah, here we got the straight jacket shot. Yeah, from Vibe. You mm -hmm. feel me? Yeah. Yes, so the bike is letting you know that I am Tupac. People be like, you not Tupac. I said, I didn't say I'm Tupac. <laughs> the motorcycle is telling you it is Tupac. You feel mm -hmm. me? If you look close, it's got like music notes ghosted in. Oh, look at this. You feel me? And it's got roses because yeah. Pac was the rose that grew from concrete. Yeah. Concrete, yes, sir. And then over here, it's got this mural of him. West Coaster. Oh, but yeah. Another favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, so I built this for the homie, man. When he passed away, I wanted to do something to keep him alive. And like I told Vlad, a lot of people, uh, you know, when he passed away, used to ask me about interviews and and I never did any interviews, man. I never did nothing, you know, to to make his legacy give me no light. I always made it about him. And uh, I turned a lot of interviews and I turned a lot of shit down. But when I built this bike, I feel, feel like this motorcycle, no matter where I take it, it's going to keep him alive. It's going to keep him lit. You're going to keep him lit. And, and this motherfucker cost me about 140 grand to build. So... What I like to say to people is, Tupac was my friend, bro. He wasn't just no dude that was a rapper that I went and featured and did some songs with. That wasn't our thing. He was my friend. I met him in Oakland. I sold him some weed, and we've been cool ever since. So, and his mom was like my mom. Shout out his, his sister. 
Seshua, shout out Mo Preen, all the cats that was really close to Pac. And that's just what it is, bro. Like, I'm just a real nigga, man. And, and if I'm close to you, I felt this was the right thing to do. I haven't rode this bike. I just brought this bike out just on a fluke. I was sitting at the house Damn. and I was like, let me start the bike up. I haven't even rode this motorcycle probably in a year, maybe two years. So I rode over to my homeboy house so we can come over here and talk some shit, have a drink. And shit, man, this this motherfucker rode good too. Pac happy to be out. He like, hey, yeah. Hey, and and yeah, Pac, I with him. Yes, sir. You feel me? And our podcast yeah, is called right. I, our podcast is called I Only Touch Greatness for a reason for you. So for you to be on that bike right now is for a reason. Hey, bro, let me tell you something. I've never done an interview on this bike. People have seen this bike on my Instagram. People have seen it in person. No one has ever seen it on film. Like, I haven't done any interviews with it. Like I said, this shit happened on a fluke. I was sitting at the house, and I, I had forgot that I was even doing this interview, bro, because be, I'm right now I gotta, I'm juggling a lot of balls right now. I'm, I'm fucking with the cannabis brand. I got a coffee brand that I'm doing. And something just put me on the bike, and then as soon as I got off of it, I pulled my phone out of my pocket. And I said, I told my boy, I said, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be doing this podcast. So, like you said, it must be meant for y'all to get the Machiavelli on y'all show. You feel yes, me? Sir. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I, we got to – one of my friends told me that Tupac wrote you in prison. Yeah, yep, he did write me. He wrote me uh, – he wrote me a bunch of times, but the, one of the, the most, like, the letter about him at, telling me he was thinking about going to sign the death row, and he was asking me, he said, what do you think? And I told him, I don't think you should sign the death row. I was like, you got your own shit popping, you know? And then he was like, well, this nigga talking about coming to get me out of jail. And anybody that's ever been to jail knows whoever can come get you is your motherfucker. You know, that's like, yeah. Really? So once he uh, told me dude was talking about coming to get him, I was like, shit, I, I can't knock that. What what am I like? No, you, you, man, you don't need to get out. Nigga, you don't need to get out of jail. Stay your ass in jail and stay on Interscope. You know, yeah. and a lot of people, a lot of people get it mixed up because Interscope was the, uh, the the parent company that distributed Death Row. So a lot of people are like, well, mm -hmm. damn, Interscope and Death Row is the same shit. Why is it? But people don't know, like in the music industry, it's a lot of arms that come off one thing. Interscope just distributed Death Row. They didn't do Death Row's business. So it was Suge's call to get on the private jet, fly out there, pay the million dollar bond and bring that boy home. You know, and mm -hmm. shout out Suge too, man. A lot of people... He get a lot of bad rap, man. But I tell you, every time I've been around him, he ain't been nothing but a solid player, a smooth individual. And, you know, like I say, I judge people off my interaction with them. I done heard a whole lot of shit about Suge Knight. I can't speak on none of that. Every time I'm a, I was around him, the nigga was fly. We used to go bust down big lobsters at Monty's and, and eat real big. You know, he treated my man real smooth, had my man on point, you know, so – it is what it is. Like, I, I can't hate on the motherfucker who ain't did nothing wrong to me. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Right. And I think that he was real smart with with stuff, too. Even with the fine ones, they was even saying, like, he would get in, like, in one, like, them golf courses with, even with Jimmy Iovine. And he would out-talk Jimmy Iovine, the dude who's, you know, you know disabusing him. And would out-talk him because that's how – good he was in business wise like right. it was that like how he was like well, they, they, well, they, they had well, what Suge had was he had the biggest music machine going bro period yeah and i mean shit it, it it ain't really hard to drive a car when it's that nice you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. And, and the boy, he just had the biggest. He had the biggest music machine going. I mean, he had all the hot artists. I mean, it was killing the charts. Everything they was doing, and a lot of that, if not all of it, is owed to Dre and Snoop because they started that label. You know yeah. what I mean? They they yeah. laid the groundwork for Death Row. Now, other people came over there and was dope. Daz and Corrupt, Dog Pal, the Lady of Rage. Yeah. Lady of Rage. Danny Page, Brown. Uh, yeah, Danny, da- Bo- Danny Boy. Boy. Yeah, Danny yeah. Boy sung on that on that uh Tupac song. I, I ain't mad I ain't at mad you. At so, yeah. yeah, so they, they had the momentum, my guy. You know, so but like I say, Snoop and Dre laid the, the foundation for Death Row. And then when they got popped, it was like they was just like the dream team, bro. They couldn't be stopped. Yeah, yeah they was like a dynasty for real. Oh, for yeah. sure. I'm di- I'm diehard Death Row fan. Anybody that was on Death Row, I've been trying to either when I did music. Still, I used to try to work and do features with all the people from West Coast. Right. And, right. And- made me a West Coast to the death. Made me want to drive. Made me want to go all the way to Snoop's place <laughs> where he's from. LBC to just see it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be when they supposed to make a lit. This is that uh that cannabis brand I was telling you about. So see, this is the oh, yeah. purple cake batter. So if you ever in Canada and a, a broad open their purse and you see one of these jars in their purse, you might want to steal it. You feel yeah. me? She that's might be one. She might be one of your ladies. Yeah, right. and I got there. Right. There go right there. So that's that, rich. Hey, that's that purple cake batter, man. You know, I know some people be taking chances, putting the shit in the mail, but this is it. And this is my slogan. Like I tell people, if you like to smoke and you like to smoke good, you should be smoking this. Because if you're not smoking batter, it really doesn't matter. Hey. Yes, sir. And That's I'm from KC, too. I'm from KC, too. Like, you're from KC? Yeah, yeah, KC oh, come Mo. On, man. Come on, man. You up there with Rich the Factor? Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. Right. Shout out, Richard. Yeah. Right. 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 And um, they and a lot of them smoke around here. So, is, is it over there in Oakland? Because I know a lot of cats over there who like go over there to Oakland to go get it. Yeah. Yep. They can find that better in Oakland all day. It's any. We got it in all the cookie stores in California. Cookie stores. All right. Cool. Hey. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah, your burger. That's another look Burner gave me, man. He, he was able to uh, let me put my brand in his stores. So I'm forever indebted to him for that. Like, And, and Burner just an all-around good dude, man. And, and I'm glad to see what he's been able to do with his cannabis brand, with his clothing brand, with his music brand. You know what I mean? He's re- really handling this business. One thing about the Bay Area, man, we got a lot of talent, man. We got a lot of guys who, who right. uh, got a lot to offer, man. And, and I, I love to see cats win, bro. I ain't never been a hater, bro. I love to see people win, you know what I mean? And I right. think we need more of that, man. Even that. even with this COVID shit, I noticed that it's the fact that you can't go everywhere you want to go, it seems like it's bringing people closer together. So sometimes mm-hmm. a bad can turn into a good, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. That's for sure. What were your first thoughts when you heard California Love? I mean, this is my number one song in my whole life. Like, I love California Love. Oh, man. Uh, Pac played that record for me in the studio, man. He played it for me at his house first. And I was blown away. You feel me? That in the remix? With yeah, I, Roger I was blown, I, Well, the thing is, like, Roger Troutman is a legend. Everybody yeah. knows that. Zappin' Bay, yeah, Zappin' Roger. So, for, for Pac to get a record like that and what he did with it, you know, even what they did with the visual, 
California Love is a big song, bro. It's a big song, you know? Real and big. And they flipped it, too. And they flipped it, too, with Woman to Woman from, a, like, an old rock song. Right, And they exactly. made it golden. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell, yeah. For real. And, and it was, like, uh, another thing with, like, Snoop. You was talking about Snoop. Like, how how's it, like, with Snoop? Do you, yeah, you got Snoop on uh, the green, green Room. The no higher. The, the right. grow room, the grow room, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, the grow room, man, and that is tough. Him and Mozzie together, I don't, I never heard him and Mozzie on the same track. Well, you know what's crazy? I sent the record to Snoop. He murdered it, sent it right back, and I was sitting there and I was listening to it, and Mozzie has always been like when he first came out, the first record I heard on Mozzie was Blah Da Da, and I remember yeah. telling him, homeboys i said this little nigga on to something you know it wasn't so much like something you can hear the shit he was saying but if you ever saw that video you ever look in his in his eyes on blada you could tell mozzie was hungry man yeah you could tell that he, you could tell he was living the shit that he was talking you know so when i first heard that record i told my nigga i said this little nigga he owned to something and then yeah, he dropped that, that he dropped he dropped his first album and Adventure. Yeah, oh my God, that that whole album, dude, everything on that motherfucker was dope. So mm. I was saying to myself, I was like, damn, I want to get this nigga on a record. You know, but I didn't know him personally. I had seen him at the studio a few times, but I didn't know him personally. So uh, I reached out via Instagram. I hit him up. I was like, hey, I got a record. I want you to put some bars on. He was like, send it to me. I sent it to him. And, uh, you know, he's a busy dude. It took a little while for him to get it done. What happened was they called me back. Uh, it's a kid named Nano that works with Mozzie and his management team. And Nano hit me one day. was like, hey, we've been busy as shit, but Mozzie said he's going to knock the record down as soon as he slow down. I was like, all right, it's good. Just tell him whenever. I'm ain't no rush, you know. So I remember when Nano called me back, he was like, Rich, send us the record again. We in the studio. I said, all right. So I sent him the record. Mozzie put his verse on it. And in my mind, I, at first I was like, okay, Snoop is a crip. Mozzie is a blood. Is this the right move? Is this, is this, you know? And then I was talking to Forax. He said, man, you are OG, man. You can, you, you can put them niggas together. It's going to work. So I sent Mozzie the record and I let him hear me and Snoop's verse. And he put his verse on there and sent it back. And I was like, God damn. So now I got a record that's dope as fuck. It's one of the dopest records to me off the grow room. And then I got the, 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 a the ace crip in the game, you feel me? And yeah, and, and and the ace blood in the game, up the and game. coming, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and shit, he ain't up and coming no more. The boy didn't already yeah. solidify who he is, what he stand for, and how he rock, mm -hmm. you know. And them L.A. boys love him, you know. So to me, it it, it was it was poetry in motion, and the shit just lined up, you know what I mean? And the oh, song is oh. What were your thoughts on the East Coast, West Coast beef when that popped off at the Source Awards? Hey, <laughs> when Suge let him know, man. Oh, you yeah. Don't your, hey, you don't want your producer hauling the video. All on the song. Dancing. Come to death row. Come to death row. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what's crazy? I miss that, that part of rap. Like, that shit was high energy. The Source Awards, BET Awards, all that shit was popping. Um, yeah. It was crazy for me because I was on an East Coast label and I was a West Coast nigga. 
So I was like, damn, what is this going to do for me and what I'm trying to do? You know what I mean? But I was riding with my niggas. But it was, that shit was more perpetuated by the media than anything. But my nigga Pac was going hard. He was going hard. And like I say, I'm a, I'm a music dude who likes music from all over the place. Like, to me, Biggie is still one of the nicest niggas to ever do it. I don't have nothing against Biggie. I don't have nothing against Big. Pac was just my nigga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I listen to Big, man. I, 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 I give him his, his grams when it come to his music. Nigga was dope as fuck. People, people ask me all the time, like, hey, who do you think was the dopest between Pac and Big? And I would tell niggas all the time, it's a lopsided battle because Pac had more work out than Big had. You know, Big only had a couple albums, but they was yeah. very impactful, you know? And I'm just a diplomatic type of dude. Uh, I think I said it in the Vlad interview. Some people ride like, if you my nigga and you wrong, you right, because you my nigga. I don't rock like that. I rock like, if you right, you right. If you wrong, you wrong. wrong, wrong Even right. if you my nigga. And to me, that's the best way to be, you know? Yeah, but, is. you know, to each his own. But I had to turn down a few opportunities. I had an opportunity Puffy got at me to be on one of Big's albums after Big had died, mm. and I had to turn it down. And um, so you could have been on the Life or Death. Huh? Yeah, I was supposed to be on the Life or Death. I don't know if you mm. on my Instagram page. And but let me plug that right now because this is what I did in the Vlad interview. I talked and talked and talked, and I didn't right, plug right. none of my shit. Yeah, so my Instagram, my Instagram is the real Richie Rich, and the is spelled T H A. And Richie is R-I-C-H-I-E. So I'm at The Real Richie Rich on Instagram. Anybody who watches this interview, you can go to the bottom of my page and you'll see Little Kim and uh, Big Les from BET. Big Les used to be the host of BET. And they're talking about, they talking to Big about his new album. And Big is like, yeah, I got so-and-so and so-and-so and Richie Rich. So when I heard that later on in life, I was like, damn. I was supposed to be on that record. But I'll be honest with you, man, I'm a loyal dude. And Pac was adamant about not liking that nigga. I mean, he just was adamant about the shit, bro. He, and and I had to pass on it, you know what I mean? And it could have been cool for my career. It could have been cool for my bank account. Puff was gonna probably grease a nigga pockets real good. But at the same time, I know it would have probably pissed not only a lot of people off, but it would have had my nigga rolling in his grave. And I'm just a loyal dude, so I passed on it. But that's not to say how I feel about Big. Big was dope. Dope as fuck. One of the dopest niggas to ever do it. And the shitty part about it is both of them guys, man, they uh they lost their lives, man, to 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 some bullshit, really. Because yeah. I said it in the Vlad interview, to me, when you die you lose, period. I don't give a fuck. When you die, you lose. Imagine them dudes. Imagine Pac would have jumped on a plane and flew to New York and been like, Big, come outside. I need to holler at you. And Big, come outside. And they sit back and talk. Because them niggas was friends. Them niggas, yeah, but they didn't was, just... Yeah, they didn't, real close. Yeah. yeah, they didn't just meet in the beef. Them niggas was cool, you know, yeah. at one point. Imagine yeah, he, Big took a lot of, he took a lot of knowledge from Pac, too. Yeah, imagine Big would have flew to the West Coast and been like, Pac, I'm, I'm downstairs. Come down and holler at me. And they could have hollered and hashed it out. Imagine what hip-hop would look like now if them niggas was still around. 
You feel mm -hmm. me? But I know everything happens for a reason and some shit just takes place the way it is, the way it does. But I think about it all the time. Like, imagine if them two niggas could have hashed it out. It might not be a lot of the same people on top right now that are on top. Maybe it would be. Maybe Pac and Big would be niggas with labels and they'd be producing people, you know? Like, but like I, I'm on the, yeah, I just want to say this while I'm on the air, man. Uh, as a people, man, black people, white people, when I say as a people, we all human. As a people, it's better to hash it out, bro. It really is. Because at the end of the day, Two niggas get upset with each other. They both going to prove a point. Boom, somebody going to die. Maybe both of them going to die. Then what? Everybody loses. Your family loses. The hip-hop community loses. We all lost in that deal, bro. I don't give a fuck yeah. how you look at it. You know, some people sit there and be like, fuck that. Pac was red. He didn't give a fuck about it. But we all lost in that deal, bro. We yeah. all lost in that deal. Both yeah, of them dudes were super nice with the music shit. Right. Right. I just feel like we, we all lost in that deal. You know what I'm talking about? Right, right. Yeah, two hey, minds at that. Can yeah, we? But it is what it is. Pac was adamant about the way he felt about dude. I didn't really see that coming from Big. It seemed like Big was more on the possibly could have tried to squash it shit. You know what I mean? I don't know how he was, you know, inside his real mind. But like some of the shit I seen on TV, some of the shit they portrayed in the movie, I don't know how real that was. But I always sit back and be like. Imagine if while all that shit was going on, one of them niggas booked a flight and slid up to a nigga door, knocked on the door like, bro, let me holler at you, and just say they could have hashed it out. Where would hip-hop be today? Hey, I'm... Uh, he twice as better, too, because I was going to... Well, you could go ahead and say what you want to say, because I was going to say... I, I was going to say, I might be cutting you off there, buds, but the... Um, I was wondering if, because we, we're running out of time here, I'm wondering if we could possibly talk about Vegas and what you were feeling when you went to Vegas. Were you worried? Like, No, I never used to worry about pop. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that's a grown-ass man. I wasn't in Vegas. I didn't make it up there. I was in New York. I was on Def Jam. I was in New York hashing out album business at the time when Pac got shot up there. Uh, When he got shot. Was I mad I wasn't in Vegas? Hell yeah. Because, like I said in the Vlad interview, I'm a street nigga, so I, my spider senses tingle when shit ain't cool. You know? Um, could I have changed that? Who knows? You know what I mean? But just to hear... See, like I tell you, Pac was my little homie, so he like little bro. You know? And when I see my little brother moving around and fucking with it and you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. But I'm also like, bro, you know, I see him moving mean and fast. I'm like, bro, you know, in my mind, I'm like, damn, maybe you might. But I got to let that man move the way he moved. Niggas, he's a grown man. So when I got the news, he had got shot. I just assumed the nigga was going to be all right. He didn't been shot before. I was just like, nigga ain't going to die. You know what I mean? So I didn't fly to Vegas. I stayed in New York. When I got the news that he was dead, it never set in. Because like I said in the Vlad interview, I never saw the body, you know? And to me, seeing a body is closure when somebody is dead, you know? Somebody, like, just say you might have a homeboy. He moved to Kentucky. You ain't seen him since y'all was 10, 11 years old. Then somebody tell you, oh, he died. You're not going to feel that like if somebody tell you dude sitting next to him in a yellow hat died. 
You'll be like, damn, I just did an interview with Richie Rich. That last time I seen him. You're going to feel that more. And then if they tell you, oh, well, we cremated him or you, you never get to see the body. For me, I never, it just still never set in, you know, but I know he's dead, but it just never really sat in. It, it just never really, you know, it, it's weird, man. It's weird. I got a lot of shit around. I don't know if you, I got a tattoo of this nigga on my arm that I put on here. I don't know if you can see it because the lighting is shitty, but that's Pac right there. Okay. You feel me? Hey, while we're on the tattoo part of that thing, I got I got my stomach done as well with the laugh oh, now with the, with the laugh now cry leader. Yeah, exactly. So because Pac had that on his back. Right. right. So 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 what I tell people a lot of times, Pac. Ain't, yeah. I'm gonna get two Pac. Is it on? I think you think you did cut out. Oh, wait, Jim? No, no, he's there. I think his phone just turned off. Hey, this is my dog, Tupac. Hey. Tupac in there. Hey, that's a nice All right, dog, too. Let's hey. finish show Richie Rich. Right, right. I think you, I think his, um. Hey, his phone might have died. Might have died, yeah. We might have to get a part two if he doesn't pop back. There he, oh, no, he's gone and maybe come back. Yeah. Yeah, because this is groovy. This is, this is good. Can you be like, yo, do you want to come on? Hey, this is, this is, this is the epic right here. No, don't ask. Fuck, what are you, what are you smoking on over there, eh? Oh man, I was smoking on the black. I ain't. I was. I told my nephew. I was like, "Yo, I need to be smoking because it's Richie Rich and my boy. Only, I only touch greatness." So I should have just said, "Fucking and and kept that shit." Hey, um, fucking. If he pops, there he. Oh, there he is. Okay, hey, come here, Tupac. Tupac, come here. Hey, where'd he go? Where is he still in the room? Uh, yo, 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 I'm back at you. The battery died. Now I'm inside the truck. Is that a French bulldog? No, his name is Tupac. His name's Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> yo, I'm not even joking. Look at the chain and everything. Right. Uh, he say his name is Tupac. That motherfucker look big, bro. How much do he weigh? Uh, about 65 <laughs> pounds. That ain't no Frenchy. Oh, it's 100% purebred. And he weighs 60 pounds? Yeah, he's a white one. He was the, he was the last one left. They thought he was going to be the run to the litter, and I scooped him up. I knew right away. Bro, hey. I breathe, bro, I breathe Frenchie. My biggest dog is 24 pounds. Bro, Frenchies don't get to be 60 pounds. Yeah, it, realistically, it's probably 45 pounds. Oh, I was I was about to say that motherfucker. He ain't he ain't French. Right, <laughs> right, right. Nah, that's a good looking dog though. So yeah, uh, where where was I at before we dropped off? We were talking about Vegas, and I just wanted you to tell me your feelings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So my my thing in Vegas, bro. I was like, I was devastated, man. I was like, damn. But fucking with Pac, I kind of. I kind of knew 
from listening to the music, from hanging with him, it seemed like he was pushing toward that. You know what I mean? Like he he was he he was highly confrontational. Uh, he was hella serious about whatever the fuck it was he was serious about, and. I was like, God damn, man. When they told me he died, I thought, I thought it was some bullshit. You know what I mean? So I talked to his mom, and she was crying, and that's when I knew it was real. And it was just one of them things where you're like, damn. Like, the little homie is gone, you know? And a lot of people say, Look, the West Coast died with Pac, you know? And I don't feel like the West Coast died with Pac, but our music push, that show, that took a lot out of us, though. That took a lot out of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I look... I looked at it, yeah, I looked at it, man, as, like, I think the West always wins because, like, if you ever see, like, every year, it's always a West Coast legend or a West Coast up-and-comer coming out hard. And they always never doubt. Right. So, and that was another thing, too. I wanted to say this, too. How do you, what do you think about the uh, Meg the Stallion with, the B I T C H what the way she did, I'd rather be your nigga. You know what I'm saying? Her Meg, Meg, you should have called me and put me on that motherfucker. And I'm glad you asked me about Meg the Stallion, because this is what I think about Meg the Stallion. Meg is dope as fuck. She thick as fuck. And it just goes to show that it ain't no real, real niggas rapping because it ain't no way a woman gonna talk all that shit that she be talking without a nigga jumping out there trying to say something. You feel me? Yeah, the game yeah. game that got quite soft where a motherfucker yeah. that man come through here and talk all that shit she be talking. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, right, right. And she did not I mean, I think I, I think she could have did a little bit better with what the because that's a classic Tupac song with you on there. You, you like, know what? S some people had called me and was like, Rich, they they might want to get you on the remix. I don't know how real those people were, but that would have made it that would have made it all the way official. You know what I mean? Because I'm I was on the record and I'm the last line of the lineage from that record. But I mean Meg doing her thing, bro. You know, she doing her thing. I can't knock what she's doing. Like I say, she's a bad bitch, she's aggressive. She talked that shit, and if Cardi B don't get up and get in the studio, she might not have no fucking job. <laughs> Yo, she won't. I most definitely. And speaking of that, man, that, I was saying that bitch, because that bitch Megan ain't playing, bro. That bitch no, is smashing. You know, he's smashing you know? heavy for real. Yeah. And there was another thing too I wanted to say too, man. Um, with um, you know, they having the verses and stuff, and they just said they doing DMX and Snoop. Hey, I just so, seen Dad. I just saw Daz do a post about that. And Daz is like, man, that shit is lopsided. That's uneven. DMX, Nick Matt. Hey, yeah, that's what he said. That's Mitch Matt. You feel me? Shout out my nigga Daz Dillinger, man. I fuck with Dilly. You know right. these verses. I've been checking these verses out, and they cool. When I think about it, though, like DMX. Now, I was on Def Jam, and I'll be the first to right. tell you, it was a few clown ass niggas. This artist that was on Def Jam when I was there. DMX is not one of them. That nigga is the realest. Mm -hmm. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. That realest. I remember seeing DMX at the Source Awards or the BET Awards. This is after I was off Def Jam. I was just in LA fucking around. And he was walking in with his with his people. And I seen him. I said, X, what's up? And he was like, Rich, what's up with my nigga? 
and he walked over to where I was at, and they was like, come on, Ed, come on. He's like, shut the fuck up. This is my nigga. And I mean, he talked to me for like five or six minutes. He said, you coming in? I said, yeah. You need tickets? I said, no, I'm straight. But DMX is a real nigga. He always been a real nigga. Another real one that was a Def Jam Method Man. Real nigga. Red man. Mm -hmm. real. And they did mm -hmm. have some clown niggas over there. And I ain't going to put no shit in the game. But DMX is a very real nigga. And when I thought about what Dad said, Snoop got way too many records. But DMX got some shit, got some shit though. Yeah, so if yeah. they, yeah, if they gonna run it, I they gonna have to run it. Because that nigga hey, X yeah. got some records. Hey, if I could host any verses against anybody, who would you want to go against? Man, my career was short-lived, bro, on the major level. You know what I mean? A lot of niggas put out a lot more music than me. But bar for bar, I think I could swing with any nigga who ever touched a microphone. Um, so if I'm if if you have to do me versus, you're gonna have to do me versus the sack. Cause that's what I'm into. I'm in the trapping. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, I dig you, that. Yeah, you have Richie Rich versus the sack. You sack. feel me? <laughs> and I bet I, I bet that. you I win every time. Because I runs the shit out that bag. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But look, I don't know. That DMX and Snoop thing, I'm looking forward to it. I heard Dad say it should be DMX versus Corrupt. Uh, mm -hmm. That would be sweet because of Foxy Brown, right? Right. Probably so. But yeah, Snoop to me, Snoop to me is the biggest hip-hop artist ever. Ever, Period. Yeah. Period. He's like, Period. He's like, He's like those hip hop version of like what Hulk Hogan was to wrestling. Or what, Snoop, is, you know Snoop is the biggest hip hop artist ever. Yeah. yeah, so to put to put Snoop up against anybody to me is gonna be lopsided because dog, he just the nigga just his catalog is ridiculous. You know what I mean? But yeah. we we gonna see how it go because like I said, DMX, I'm he ain't no slouch. That nigga got records. Yeah. Hey. Okay. I wanted to ask your thoughts, and you know, Keefe D's done all those fucking interviews where he's in the car, and we know it was Orlando. I, right. I even the white people know that shit. Like fucking. Right. So can yeah. you can you confirm this kind of stuff? You know what, bro? I wasn't there. All I can confirm is what I've seen, and I don't know. Like, I know if I was there, and I was in the car, I wouldn't be on no interview talking about. Oh, uh, so and so did, and he was next to me. Cause the yeah, police, yeah. the police can make nigga. They can charge you with that. You yeah, feel me? yeah, they can. They, they, if they wanted to be shitty, they could charge Keefy with that. But now Keefy is is a hood nigga, you know, and and he say that he say that's what it is, and he know them people. I don't, I don't know nothing about that, so I can't really speak on it. Uh, right. I looked at the Keefy interviews; they were interesting. I'll be honest with you, a lot of that Tupac shit is hard for me to look at because at the same time, even though I keep it 100 and I tell it like it is, he still was my guy. So it'd be better for me not to even weigh in on that kind of shit. Like, I wasn't there. I wasn't in Vegas. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know who did it. But the Lando story makes the most sense to me, though. Yeah, it does. It, and it does. I'm a, a super fan as well. But yeah, I'm a super fan about that stuff. I've been to Colville and Flamingo. My mom took me there as a kid right after. Like, this is probably 2001. 
I made it to Cobol and Flamingo. We walked up the street. It's not even close to the strip. You try walking up those 10 blocks in the scorching heat from Canada, it's hot. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we made it up there. I got the Cobol and Flamingo. Okay, there you go. The um, I just wanted to thank you for coming on. I didn't get to half the questions, so I would well, love check to this out. Check this out, bro. You don't. We could we could cut it off, bro. But y'all can hit me whenever, my nigga. You know, because I you. really want y'all hit me up. Let's talk about this bro room. Let's talk about this this yeah. purple cake batter. Let's talk about this coffee. I mean, yeah, I we want to talk little, about we want to talk. We want to talk all about your businesses I, too. Yeah, I could yeah. be the little. I could be the. Like little Boosie to Vlad to y'all, you know Boosie going Vlad a thousand fucking times, and, and they love right. him every time. You feel me? Right. So yeah, they do. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I got a lot to offer and a lot to say, so you hey. probably never get it all in one interview. So shit, we'll wrap hey. this one up. Hey Richie, we'll do another one. You feel me? Yeah. Hey Richie, I just want to thank you. We, I know we didn't get to these questions. We are gonna get to them eventually. We didn't get enough time to talk about what your future plans is we i had like mm -hmm. two, i had three pages of questions and this guy my buddy in kansas city prince, prince allen knows that i had three pages of questions yeah. to ask you yeah. i never got well, to you, well you, you know why y'all didn't get to all those questions because i because most most people you interview you'd be like hey rich so how do you feel about the shit that happened in vegas i mean that shit was fucked up and then you get to load your next question but unfortunately, me, when you ask me something, I talk for seven to ten minutes <laughs> on that one question. That's so a good thing. that's why you don't feel bad. It ain't your fault you didn't get all your questions in. My answers just be long as fuck. And, 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 I, and, I, it's all good because it came from a West Coast West. You feel me? Hey, Richie, well, uh, I'll reach out to you again, man. We'll get you on again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you were yep, talking good. You were talking to Big Mike here. I'm a big oh. fan, too. I don't know if you okay. know a guy. I'm going to name drop somebody, Octavius Miller. He was Seagram's brother. You say Octavius Miller? Yeah, I know Octavius. Yeah, so me and him, I won three West Coast Hip Hop Awards as an A&R, the first Canadian ever to win. So I was at his awards three times. I may have met you in Oakland once. I'm, right. not, I'm not too sure. But that's how I know you through all the West Coast stuff. And Octavius hooked us up, and he said good things about you. Big Mike's, right. the one, Big Mike's the one that got in contact with you. But I would okay. love to be in contact as well with you after this. Okay, well, y'all got my hookup, man. Y'all can hit hey, me whenever, man. And I'm, I, I'll come jump on the show whenever. It's good. Check this out, man. My name is Richie Rich, man. I'm from the Bay Area, man, specifically from deep East Oakland. You know what I'm talking about? And I don't fuck with lateness. I only touch greatness. So when you tune into the podcast and you see what these cats is talking about, you should know. And if you don't, you need to learn about it. Once again, you got the kid Richie Rich from Deep East Oakland, man. And we are live at Only for the Greatness. You dig? Hey, thank you. We'll reach out to you pretty thank shortly. You. Thanks, Richie. Cheers, man. Enjoy the rest of your night, bro. Thank you, Richie Rich. All right, man, y'all stay up, baby. Stay up. It's love. Hey, you too. Thank you. Hey, 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 everybody that's listening, go download the Grow Room. I just dropped a record. If you like it, if you like real hip-hop, you like dope shit, go download my new record, The Grow Room. You can catch me at The Real Richie Rich on Instagram, and that's T-H-A-R-E-A-L-R-I-C-H-I-E-R-I-C-H. You feel me? Ain't nobody going to never do it better than me, you dig? Holla hey. back. Hey, thanks for the plug. If you can send Big Mike the um, message or me the message of all the links you need. I make the video, so I want, yeah. you, I want your links for the video. 
Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot y'all all, all, all on my IG too. And I'll share right, it on man. my IG too. Okay, it's all good. Kansas hey. City, stand up. And Canada, hey. Vancouver. And Canada, hey. Vancouver, you feel me? Hey, you yeah, telling man. people, hey, well, you know what I need y'all to do? Y'all need to get the man to stand at the border and slip him a Mickey so I can slide across that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take care, guys. Take care. All right, y'all be easy. All right. One, two.